sweet life, rolling in sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Um, I suplexed Hayden one time. Um, you know, uh, he was 300 pounds, and <laughs> yeah. I suplexed him. Uh, he jumped, obviously, had to yeah. help me. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, of course, I, I i mean, I've seen it done a hundred times, yeah. you know, thou, yeah, a thousand times on TV. I'm like, that was awesome. And he's like, oh, man, it was so cool because we fell into a big pad. Yeah. You know, uh, we were in a a, a gym uh, for gymnastics. So the floor's bouncy anyway. So anyway, I'm telling Jody, I'm like, man, it was awesome. You know, and he goes like, let me just tell you, I don't care how strong you think you are. If he didn't want you to suplex it, yeah. there's no way you could have done it. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, right. I know. I just, he jumped, obviously. He had to help me a ton. Yeah. And he said, yeah. He goes, just remember, we work from the left. I'm like, what does that mean? He said, everything's on the left. So your left arm would have went over his head mm-hmm. so you can pick him up with your right arm. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Why? Well, you know, I'm thinking, he goes, because when I push, like, let's say you put me in a headlock, it's always with your left hand mm-hmm. over my neck. Well, if you think about it, you know, would you rather be, if you're the one being lifted, would you rather somebody be steadying you with their right hand? Because that's their yeah. dominant, more strong hand. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. 100% yeah. sense, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I sent the video to Jody of me doing that, and he was like, no, great form, just wrong side, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, golly. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was pretty funny, but you know, growing up a wrestling fan, um, you know, just watching that stuff happen again, I never thought of that. I never thought I n- never paid attention or, or looked closely enough. Yeah. You well, know. What's, what are your first memories of wrestling? My, my first, my first memories of wrestling, we lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I'd watch, um, Von Eriks, the Von Eriks, um, and I'd I would watch. Uh, I can't remember what it was, what the the wrestling association was down there. It might have been World Championship Wrestling or World, world Class. It might have been World Class or WCCW. World, yeah. yeah, World Class Wrestling. I think maybe we moved to Kansas City or Belton. We moved to Belton in eighty the summer, uh, going into my first grade. So well, my six years old when I moved to Can- when I moved to Belton, I was six years old. Then I got NWA, you know, W or um, AWA. Mm-hmm. We got all those here in Kansas City. Yeah, and and, and uh, the all the affiliates, the Florida wrestling, you know, with Gordon Sully, and and that was my favorite. Tommy Tommy Wildfire Rich, and and which I think all that was Jim Crockett. I think that was out of the North Carolina or South Carolina. I think yeah. that was out of that. I think Wildfire Rich was all on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my favorite. You know, growing up for for the longest time, Tommy Wildfire Rich and and um, uh, of course Ric Flair and Harley Race and those guys. But my earliest live, I went. We got to go to a lot because of Jody wrestling. We yeah. got to come. You know, when he was in town, every time he'd kind of cycle through back in the territory, we'd go watch him. Um, and 
I just I, I remember it being so they were bigger than life. Those mm-hmm. wrestlers were bigger than life. You know what I mean? They were like giants yeah. walking around. Of course, I'm six, seven years old, but it was still like watching giants mm-hmm. walk around. You know, uh, and 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 it's like, oh my gosh, that guy, I see that guy on TV. Right. The only thing here's the only thing that I missed um, when you watch it at home, you hear the commentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you go to a live event, no commentary. Now do your own. Yeah, but you know what I mean? And it kind of freaked me out the first time. Yeah. I'm like, Where, where's so-and-so talking? How come I don't, you know, I didn't hear, oh, suplex by, you know, whoever. And I'm like, I, I didn't get that. So it was a little different. So that was my first, my, my first uh, Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. Man, it was cartoons and wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much all morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, both, both days. And, oh, yeah. And, um, you know, donuts and milk. <laughs> Literally, man. I mean, uh, and and uh, the Elkins, we you know lived right across the street. You know, growing up, so I was at their house, or they were at my house, and literally we'd we'd have the little powdered white powdered donuts. We'd get like <sighs> we'd have a bag or two of those on the on the floor, oh, and yeah. we're just eating and drinking gallons of milk with you know, <laughs> um, or or we 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 had. Uh, the 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 pleasure to go to um, uh, the Baker's Dozen and get the best donuts, you know, and get the ho- donut holes. You know, oh, like, dude, donut holes were the best. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's so dumb. It's just yeah. a glazed donut. But yeah. when you're a kid, the donut hole is the best donut in the world. Yeah. But no, that was my first. You know what I mean? That was yeah. our. That was my first. That's that's what I remember about wrestling. Yeah. You know, and then when Hayden. <laughs> It was Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, yeah. and The Rock, man. That was, yep. you couldn't have got, and, and at that time, it was kind of, that was the attitude era. You oh, know? yeah. And, and then Huge. You, oh, my God. It, it, it's never been the same. And then Vince bought WCW, you know. Yeah. Uh, that, that guy probably, um, you know, he's a billionaire, obviously, now. Yeah. But just his, his vision for wrestling, I mean. Dude, I remember watching whenever he bought the WCW. I was, Every Monday night, I was Absolutely. flipping back and forth, and I remember watching WCW, and he was on there, and and uh, you know it showed uh, whenever Raw came on, it had the split screen of him showing. I'm just like, what yeah. is going on right yeah, now? Because Raw, and then they had Monday yeah. Night Nitro. Yep. So, and that was for me. That's back. Nah, it wasn't back before we had the internet, but it was back before I. Pre, at my yeah, house yeah, back yeah, before no, we it had was the internet, pre, it was pre-social media oh, internet, yeah, 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 yeah. internet stuff. So you didn't couldn't just go look and see what was happening. Yeah, you know you had to yeah. kind of wait. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. You had which to wait. was so much cooler in my so opinion. But, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh damn, what's happening? I need to know right now. And you look it up and go, yeah. okay, all right. But back then, you waited till next Monday. Yeah, I, I watched. I watched the other night. I watched the Booker T. Oh, documentary. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What a great documentary. Mm-hmm. That dude's like a good dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What a terrible childhood. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what he had to go through mm-hmm. and endure to what he is now, where he is now as a, as a family and stuff. Yeah. Great. And no one said anything bad about him. Yeah. All the wrestlers were like, Booker T was a worker. He, he, he did what he was supposed to do, and he was good at it, and he was a good dude. Because uh, there was like a five to seven year period where it was just I didn't really pay attention that much to it, you know, um, and being on the road and, and playing music all the time. And and, and that I didn't, you know, uh, like I said, I'd watch it when I get home and 
or, or whatever every once in a while if it was on i'd kind of mm-hmm. watch it and you know kind of half-ass watch it and not you know whatever yeah. but uh and then once hayden once hayden kind of got into it he was old enough like four years old i don't know how many people's elbows i took from our couch (laughs) i'd be laying on the floor and oh here and he wouldn't even he wouldn't say anything you know he would just launch himself (laughs) and drop elbows or leg drop me and i'm like luckily he was four you know what i mean so i'm like oh i thought you're talking about last year no (laughs) (laughs) no but you know so that was fun that was a fun time you know sure and uh well if you you go back and you watch some of the stuff from back then versus some of the stuff now you're just like man they were a little bit more serious about it back then it kind of seemed it, it seems that way but were they yeah I mean, yeah. were they though? I, I mean, uh, I, that that's that's my point. Maybe that's what, kind of what. Maybe that's kind of where I was going. It it seemed more real to me then, mm-hmm. but even when I watched it with Hayden, it was almost um, too choreographed. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense, and now, now it was still great, mm-hmm. and, and I still loved watching it, and I was in every moment of it. Sure, with Hayden when when with the Attitude Era thing came. But it was almost too dramatic. Like, it was almost too put on. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, they didn't have all the lights and all the fire right. and all the stuff. You came out to your music yep, or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was more real. Uh, like more, or, It was more, not more real, but it was more like... <sighs> organic. You know, if, if a, yeah, like if organic a dude almost. gets... Uh, thrown from the top rope to the outside of the ring through a table he doesn't just get right back up and start going again like now it's just like okay come on dude seriously you know here's the thing i watched so i can't remember which which show it is um i can't think anyway he has like a wrestling school like a bunch of them do but he said the the thing that that ruined or the the move that will ruin wrestling and and lets everybody know that it's fake is a punch oh yeah he said, if I punch you in the face, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to you're gonna want to fight me for real. You know, like we're going to just stand there and box. We're yeah. going to, you're not trying to put me in a headlock. No. You're not trying to poke me in the eyes. Yeah. You're going to punch me back in the face. Or I'm going to knock you out. Yeah. So the worst move in wrestling is the punch. You know, because no one can take that. You know, it's letting people know this isn't real at all. Mm-hmm. Meaning, we're pulling punches, we're pulling kicks. Do I really get punched? Yeah. Do you really get kicked? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they're not even close. Yeah. You know, Ric Flair in his thing, he said he would hold, he taped a, a string in his doorway and he would punch yeah. the string as hard as he could. Yep. Until it didn't move. Yeah. To get, so he was, he knew he wasn't ever going to punch somebody in the face. Unless it was true, just truly an accident mm-hmm. in the ring, but it looked good. Yep. But it was real, man. That, yep. It was real to us back then, real to people now. And and uh, you know where where wrestling went from where it was obviously was the, probably the natural progression of wrestling, mm-hmm. or because it it is it, it's a it's entertainment, but they're great athletes. 
especially now. Those dudes are all jacked. You know, back in the day, you know, Bulldog Bob Brown had zero muscle. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was just a little round guy from Kansas City. You know what I mean? But he was a Central States title champ. Yep. You know, he was a Central States champ and all this stuff. And people, you know, Bob Brown was the guy. You know, Rufus R. Jones. You know, Rufus wasn't a big old muscular guy. You know, I just... It, back then, there wasn't a lot of those. You know, mm-hmm. Kerry Von Erich was in great shape. Oh, yeah. You know, he looks crazy. Yeah, he looked like a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, even back then, he was that. Tony Atlas obviously was a bodybuilder wrestler or a powerlifter wrestler. Um, he looked, he was a giant individual. Kerry Von Erich lost half of his foot. Yeah. I and know. you would have never known it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That is a, that's a, so their whole family, I watched the Von Erich story. Mm hmm. And that's, I think, is it David, the only one left? No, Kevin. Or Kevin. He's the only one left. All of, all the other dudes are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that all, the, all the boys are dead. You know, I mean, it's like, wow. Yep. That's, that's crazy. Anyway, wrestling's always been a big part of my life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, my cousin, Jody, who we're, we're going to have on. Yeah. Uh, we have Jody on, and... Uh, Jody Bruner, right? Bruner, yeah. Jody yes. Bruner uh, or Tommy Sharp for the wrestling fans back from the NWA days, uh, Central States territory. Knowing somebody that was a professional wrestler, you know, obviously my cousin, but um, and and the stories that he has and and he'll tell some, you know, I'm sure. So, sure. Uh, it'll be good, man. I'm excited about talking to him. I'm sorry, you know, excited to talk to him. He lives in Florida now and, and all that. So, uh, um you know, he'll tell some some great stories about the late '70s, early '80s wrestlers and, yeah. and wrestling, and just kind of what he did, how he got in. My aunt, my, I guess she's going to be my great cousin, uh, Kay Noble, who was a yeah. female wrestler mm-hmm. uh, in the NWA and down in Texas and everything. Um, and in fact, one of the one of the one of the best female wrestlers of of that time. You know, uh, anyway, so she got him got Jody involved, but he'll tell that story. And uh, it's going to be cool. So y'all stick around. My cousin, we're going to talk to Jody Bruner or Tommy Sharp. Uh, Yeah, stick around. So yeah. AJ, um, my my stepfather's aunt, or my stepfather's sister, my aunt, is, I guess that would be what your... Your cousin's of mine, so she be my what great cousin or something like that. Great cousin. She was the number one woman wrestler in the world. Her name was Kay Noble, mm-hmm. and uh, I wrestled in high school. Got in trouble, and she says, "Hey, why don't you put all that energy to good use?" And uh, I got in trouble for fighting in Harrisonville. In fact, I spent a little time in your county jail down there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I decided uh, jail wasn't my uh, my cup of tea, so I ended up getting. Uh, I started training, and uh, used to drive from Greenview up to St. Joe, Missouri, and uh, train with Lord Littlebrook. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was a oh, yeah. oh yeah. Well, I trained in his gym uh, for about I don't know eight, nine, ten months, and uh, one day my aunt came to me and. Uh, Ronnie Etchison and said, Hey, we got to talk to you. Okay. What's up? Uh, you got to be in Texas in three days in Hereford, Texas. That's where you're going to start wrestling. 
And uh, by the way, everything you've been learning in this, that's not what the wrestling business is. It's a work. I said, it's a what? It's a work. Don't worry about it. They'll teach you when you get there what it's all about. <laughs> so now, so Joe, you you graduated high school, um, and then you you went up, started wrestling, and and uh, up in Lord Little Brooks um, gym. Yes. Um, now was he okay? So I know there's a ton of wrestlers because Kay was from St. Joe, also, right? Yes. And and I know there's obviously Harley Race, and and there's a bunch of wrestlers that came from that that. Uh, it's from St. Joe or the St. Yes. Joe area, because this was yeah. a huge, this was a huge territory for wrestling, even way back in the, in the, the early 1900s being, being a young kid coming out, uh, out of a, a training school, they teach you the, they, you know, you learn to take a bump, you learn, learn, learn to take a bump, learn not to kill the guy you're working with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause, you know? cause you guys are, I mean, you have to do this night after night. Um, and, and you, you count on him to, to keep you safe and he counts on you to keep him safe. Thousand percent. And the time you hurt somebody, you're done. Yeah. 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 And, and so, um, and, and sure you, you're going to take a shot here and there. It just happens. Uh, part and, of the it, business. it's part of it. Um, now some of them might, some of them might <laughs> come a little more frequently if you don't get along with one another or whatever. Uh, yeah, for the most part, we actually got along pretty good, Taylor. I mean, you're with you know, you're traveling. We're traveling seven nights a week. Right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there, yeah, you were, we wrestled every night. Right. Somewhere. And OK, so you start out, you go to her. Where did you say? Hereford, Texas is right outside Amarillo. So Hereford, Texas. Um, Hereford, Texas. I had my first match with. Uh, I was thinking of his name all day long. Here you go. I'm having a Joe Biden moment. So hang on one second. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so you go you go to Hereford, Texas. We'll get back to his name. Uh, you go to Hereford, Texas. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, Hacksaw Jim. Du oh, okay. That's just not a That's guy. Right. He, I had his first match with him, and it was my first match. Oh wow! So could now what did what did Jim do? Uh, was he a what was he a lawyer or a teacher or something? No, he played football for the Atlanta Falcons and uh, got cut. A lawyer? No, no. Well, he, like he's a brilliant guy. He's real smart. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Real smart guy. Yeah, yeah. real smart guy. Brilliant. And. Um, because I remember reading something about, um, uh, him and a couple other guys who, you know, they kind of had that persona of a big, dumb, you know, uh, oaf guy, but they were really pretty intelligent. Like George Steele yeah, was George, a teacher. Yeah. I was going to say George Steele was a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I couldn't, I, I mean, shoot, there's so many, there's thousands of wrestlers out there and for my little pea brain to remember any of them is good. But, um, <laughs> so you, you and Hacksaw had your first, your first matches together. Um, right. okay. So for Texas, walk me through your first, I mean, I, everybody knows that there's a winner there, you know, everybody it's predetermined. We all know that. Right. But yes. so, you know, what's your finish, you, you know, Hey, uh, what, what's your finish move? What's my finish? You know, you, you, you have to, you have to communicate obviously, um, in, in, in the ring so you don't get hurt and and you know how to, the flow so was that first one just tough as nails was it like oh my god well, hey, Tay, it was like this you want to talk about stinking the place up <laughs> we the place. well because neither one knew what to do right, you right. Know? now <laughs> then you it, you you know you wrestle with an experienced guy and he goes do this do that you know because we always talk to each other in the ring right right there's constant talking going on right and it, Hey, I'm going to do this. You do that. Bomb, bomb, bomb. So, but neither one of us knew what to do. So we spent a lot of time going like this. 
<laughs> I think we got booed around a lot. Right. You know, uh, it was a long 15 minutes. Right. And um, because, they, you know, he had a better name than I did. Right. Right. I did a job for him and uh, then we go on. Right. So, um, okay. So you come out, you started in Texas. Now, how did you just work in Texas for a while? Is that where you? you yeah, I worked of- in Texas. Um, take what a year. A year and a half, uh, we wrestled three times on Amarillo TV on Saturday morning. Right. Got in our car and drove to either Colorado Springs, Pueblo, Colorado, Canyon City, Colorado. Wrestled there on Saturday night. Then got in our car and drove to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Saturday night, got there Sunday morning. We wrestled there uh, Sunday night. Yeah, and the guys uh, that was the booker there that actually owned the chair, that uh, deal, he looked like uh, Wild Bill Cody, the big handlebar mustache and the white and stuff like this. Right, a little bit crazy. So we're wrestling there one time, Tate, big old three hundred pound guy in the front row, boom, has a heart attack. Right, so they stop everything, and we're all in the dressing room. And here comes the paramedics. They're trying to get him. The guys laying out on the floor. I get Mike. Got sick of waiting. He goes, hey, it wasn't my fault. Next match. The paramedics haven't even got it. We're still laying on the floor. And you guys start wrestling again. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't my fault. Next match. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so. So, uh, Then uh, we wrestled there on on Sunday night, and then we went to uh, El Paso, Texas. Right. For Monday? uh, I'm sorry? For Monday. So you wrestled Sunday night. And 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 then Monday we were in El Paso, Texas wrestled in El Paso, got in our car and either drive to like uh, Midland, Texas, Odessa, Texas, somewhere in there. Right. And um, wrestled there. And then we would go Wednesday night. We were someplace close to Amarillo. And then Thursday night we wrestled in Amarillo. And Friday night we did what's called a spot show someplace close. And then we did that whole thing all over again on Saturday morning. Good God. So, Okay. Um, and this is what people don't know. They just, we got up and watched wrestling on Saturday morning. You know what I mean? It was on TV. Mm-hmm. All-star wrestling came on and then you'd go, you'd watch, um, uh, you'd watch all-star wrestling and then we'd watch, uh, what was roller derby? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Roller <laughs> derby. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, but we'd watch, um, what was the one, the, the territory down there in, in Memphis, uh, Gordon Sully, um, Gordon. Which with Gordon Sully, we watched what was the that? WWE, it was WWE, wasn't he? No, no, no. What was the Gordon? Was it um, oh, TNT? T, uh, TNT. So he he went there, we watched that. So that came on. So All Star Wrestling was first, then then uh, we watched that, um, and then it would go to Florida. Then we'd, we'd pick up the Florida Wrestling Channel or you know, the the Florida matches, uh, which was the I can't remember what it was called back then. Jim Crockett was the yeah. was the guy, the big promoter in the on the southeast side of the country. But anyway, I'm so uh, if, if growing up as a wrestling wrestling fan, obviously you, um, but I remember there and 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 there's going to be, um, the, the stories are going to be, uh, you know, how, <laughs> how I kind of remember certain things, but I remember you were wrestling here in town in, in at, um, Memorial was Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, you, you brought me back to the dressing room to meet Bob Brown. I mean, it was Rufus R. Jones and Bob Brown and all these dudes, right? Bob Geigel. Yeah. And remember, uh, I remember, um, 
uh, Butch Reed was there. Hacksaw Butch mm-hmm. Reed was there. So, and I was yeah. a huge Butch Reed fan, right? <laughs> and he was a giant guy. He was a big old, big old muscular dude. And um, and and I just remember, I remember like seeing him, and it was almost like, oh my god, they're just in street clothes, you know, because they'd already changed and we're getting ready to go. You know, and, and Jody brings me back and he's like, Hey guys, this is my, my little cousin, you know, he's a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. And they were all super, super cool, right? And I remember Butch Reed, you know, bending down, going, Hey young man, how you doing? And I just thought, Oh my God. He's like the incredible <laughs> Hulk. You know what I mean? Right up until I big. Yeah, right up until I saw Tony Atlas. And then holy cow. Then I thought, Butch Reed isn't very big. I was going to say, that's a different level. <laughs> yes, yeah, a different level of big guy right there. But Well, the big, the big one was Big John Studd. He was probably the – and then, you know, I was in Oklahoma when I went from Texas. I went to uh, Florida, back to Kansas City, and then back to Oklahoma. I don't know if you remember that. Yep, yep. And um, when I was in Florida, you know, it was fun because I got to hang around with Nature Boy and – um, the guy I was a roommate with, Eddie Mansfield, the Continental Lover, he actually is one exposed the wrestling business on 60 Minutes. So, what? okay, so you're 19. Kay says, hey, Jody, you need to do this uh, instead of being in trouble. You go do the wrestling thing. Was it, was it something that once you did it, you were like, okay, I'm in. This is it. This is what I want to do. Well, I think the problem with it was, Tater, you know how we, were grow, how we grew up. Yep. It was a business. Right. Wasn't a business guy. Right. Right. You know, it's one thing to be an athlete. It's one thing to be a singer, but you also have to be somewhat of a business guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I lacked. Mm-hmm. I lacked the business part of it. Because mm-hmm. um, no one's holding your hand. No one holds your hand. You're just. Oh, no, you're out there. You know, hey, you're doing this. In fact, they changed my name because they didn't think Jody Brunner couldn't remember or whatever. You know, when I because I started wrestling for Dick Murdoch mm-hmm. and um, Blackjack Mulligan. Okay, they actually had bought the territory from the Funks. Oh wow! So you don't know anything. You know, you're green as grass. Yep. I've never been away from home. Mm-hmm. Didn't hardly go past the city limits of Kansas city. <laughs> yeah. So now you're on your own, you, you know, can't call mom and dad to get you back home. I mean, there's just, you're there. Right. Absolutely. You're stuck and you're trying to figure out how to get, make enough money to get from town to town. They're not paying us any money, 50 bucks a night. We're driving a couple hundred miles to wrestle every night. Mm. So, I mean, it was just a brutal, brutal deal. And, um, mm. but you know, it was a great, experience coming from West Belton, Missouri. Yeah, absolutely. It's an unbelievable business. And I think Vince McMahon really did it the way it's supposed to be done. It's right. showtime. It's yeah, a absolutely. good story. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I went to work and started wrestling for them, when I got in a car business, you know, I was teeter and tater, whether I was going to stay in there or not. Right. Hell, I, um, uh, made more money in two days working for him than sometimes I did the whole week at mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas City. Well, you hear some of the stories, you know, we watch all the backstories um, and, and and everything on some of these wrestlers, some of the big, you know, like Stone Cold and The Rock and all these guys, and they're like, man, we were working for 25 bucks a night, 30 bucks a night. You know, Stone Cold said he was eating potatoes. He goes, I, I could afford a sack of potatoes, and I'd peel them and just eat them as I was driving. 
because that's what I could eat. That's what I could afford with the gas money and getting there. And then he goes, we'd all pitch in for gas. The guy, you know, a couple oh, guys with us, you know, whoever well, we had used a- to call it trans charge you 20 cents a mile. Yeah. And one time we were up in, uh, we were in the Indian reservations out in New Mexico and it was me and Skandar Akbar, the Sheik, uh, one other person with me and I can't remember who it is, but, uh, Akio Sato and Pogo and all those guys are behind us in a car. I ran out of gas. They pushed me about 30 miles across the desert <laughs> to a service station. <laughs> See, and, 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 you know, then it was just, it was terrible. It was a terrible time, but now, right. you know, for, for a fan that's, you know, and, and somebody who, who's never seen that side of it or heard the side of it, you know, it's, it's intriguing that you guys had to put yourselves through the ringer and, and jump through all these hoops just to, to get to the next show. And well, and it's, it's like that, I think in any type of, you know, show business type thing. You know, yeah. you start at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you're going to work your way up. And uh, Vince McMahon pays better now than anybody else. Oh, sure. You know, the NWA, you know, those guys are making some jack. Yeah. But um, yeah. we didn't make that money. Yeah. And, and like I said, that's what you hear. You hear the guys going from $25, $30, maybe 50 a night. And then they get signed with the WCW, which was Ted Turner at the time. And he goes mm-hmm. from making, you know, tw- maybe, maybe $20,000 a year, maybe working six nights, seven nights a week to $75,000 a year guaranteed money. They're like, right. oh, oh my God, we've made it, you know? And then well, you got to remember back when Ted Turner, they had North Carolina and all that, the guy that owned North Carolina, well, there wasn't any other sports to deal with. They didn't have football teams, they didn't have basketball teams. Wrestling was it. Right, right. So it was a sellout every night. Yeah. When uh, Ric Flair was wrestling Blackjack oh, yeah. Mulligan and uh, Ricky Steamboat. Oh, yeah. All those guys. Yeah. So, so so you come out, you come out of Texas, come back to Kansas City, um, and, and you're doing your thing. You're like, okay, you're, you're figuring it out. Obviously, you had to figure it out a little bit because you, you did it for so long. You go from Kansas City back to Oklahoma, then to Florida. Right. So now you're Florida, in Florida. Yeah. So in, is that where is that where you felt like you were the best? At the craft, at your craft, when you went to Florida, and well, and- I've been in it long enough to learn to create an, an identity for myself, Taylor. Right. right. And you know, you, you learn the ins and outs, and then hey, you've taken enough bumps, you've had enough bruises, you've had enough no's that you understand it's a business. Right. 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 And um, Florida was good. Right. Other than, you know, we still weren't making any money. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when I was here in 1980, 79 and 80, Taylor, remember, because you've been down here, I-75 goes all the way from Tampa to Miami, right? Oh, yeah. Not that way when I, we got here. We used to have to come down 301 through Paris, then down to uh, hit 41 and take it to Naples. Oh, wow. So, and yeah. then get on Alligator Alley down in Naples. Mm, mm. So that wasn't the roads weren't developed, and uh, right. But it was a great thing. But you know, I'd had Jeremiah then and yep. Tina, and I just was teetering. What should I do? So you had to be in some sort of shape. You had to work out whenever you could. When, it, when time, the hardest thing about wrestling was timing, Tater. Okay, yeah. The timing of it all. That makes sense. You know, not rushing. Mm-hmm. Getting the crowd involved in it. 
Right. And that's where you became uh, a craftsman, you know, is, hey, what do we, you know, it's not how fast you go. Right. Sometimes it's just how deliberate you are and and going. So Right. Now, Joe, so when, like, let's say you were wrestling in Kansas City, did you ever have any problems getting money? No, I never had to chase money. You didn't have to chase money? Never had to chase money. They paid us once a week and never chased money. And um, one time I went to Leroy McGurk. I said, Leroy, the place has been packed every night. I was hauling around uh, Andre the Giant in my car. I said, Leroy, now here's a blind man, right, Tater? And he goes, I said, it's been packed. Why do I want to make this amount of money? He goes, can you see all those people out there? I said, did you see all the people out there, Leroy? <laughs> oh, I gave them all the tickets. Nobody bought any tickets. I just gave them all the tickets. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they just, <laughs> so, okay. they were not. <laughs> well, they had to make money, right? They're the promoter. They got to make money. That's how it works. Um, all right. So, who do you think was your favorite your favorite guy to work with, um, travel with, work with, uh, in in and out of the ring. Who was your favorite guy? Do you, if you had one, or a couple? Oh man, because we worked with different people every night. The guy to travel with was Harley Race. Right. He was a man. Right. Uh, yeah. He was probably pound per pound the toughest guy I was ever around in my life. Really. Oh my God. He was the toughest guy I was ever around in my life. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, Mr. Pogo had I spent a week wrestling with him one time. That was a lot of fun. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, we were just, we were all over the place. It was never one guy. It was one night here, one night there. Um, I wrestled Pat O'Connor up in Kansas city one time. That was pretty fun. Right. Right. Yeah. The man of a thousand moves. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, New York, when I went to New York and wrestled for the WWE or WWF, that was some really cool times up there. Randy Savage and, uh, JYD and all those guys was up there. Yeah. Um, now, okay. So Harley race, and I've heard that before. I've heard that he was one of the toughest dudes on the road. Like, not just in the ring tough, you know what I mean, in, in the wrestling world tough, but get out and get out of your car and mano y mano start throwing. Uh, you didn't want to jack with him. Right. That's what everybody said. Like, yeah. That's I've heard that. I've heard mm-hmm. that he was one of the toughest dudes. He had a wreck doing 120 miles an hour back in the 60s in a car. Right. He was steel. This whole, one whole side of his body was almost completely pinned in steel rods. Tater, and he went on to lead CMSU in rushing yards after the car wreck, and they told him he'd never walk again. <laughs> <laughs> and he was left-handed, Tater. Right. And everybody thought he was right-handed, and he was just, boom. I mean, I watched him take a guy one time and have him literally crying under a pool table in a bar down in Texas. <laughs> and Harley kept telling him, please just leave me alone. Leave me alone. Oh, you're one of those phony wrestlers. Just leave us alone. We're just trying to have a little fun here. Bye, bye, bye. Next thing you know, Harley had him underneath the pool table with a pool stick, and just the guy would cry when Harley got. <laughs> <laughs> he, he told my aunt one time they were in the Leewood Country Club 
having dinner and he said, told my aunt, okay, mm-hmm. go up there and spit in that guy's face. So Harley, I don't want to go spit in his face. Okay. Go spit in the guy's face. He goes, if you don't, I'm going to hit you so hard in your face that you're and my aunt was no slouch my aunt could take care of herself right and uh, finally she walked up to the guys walking down the highway she walked up spit in his face and Harley walked up knocked the guy out god Ernie Ladd one time tried to jack with him and Ernie Ernie was a big big man and Harley looked at him and said listen you got to tell the count of three to get out of the way I'm still going through that door with with or without you, Ernie. They were Ernie was trying to strike down in, in Georgia. Oh yeah. And Harley was trying to go in there and wrestle. And he said, "We're on." Yeah. Harley goes, "I'm going in there to wrestle. That's what I get paid for." Right. Right. Um, so, so okay. So Harley, you travel with him mainly. Is that who you travel with the most? Well, him, Rick Flair was fun to travel with. Uh, you know, and then it was just this. That's underneath guys. I spent a lot of time with Skandar Akbar back in the day. Oh, Skandar. That's all. See, like, I, I remember that when, you, when you're saying these guys' names, and like immediately the images of those guys are in my head. And it takes you back. It's so cool. I mean, that, yeah. that's why, that's why uh, wrestling um, is, it, it was so real. Mm-hmm. For us, I mean, and I know AJ. AJ's a huge wrestling buff. He knows he's got he's got more knowledge about wrestlers and 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 all that than than most. But uh, and that's why we we're doing this podcast. So um, we just talk about what we like on, my, on our podcast. It's kind of like whatever we want to talk about. So uh, you talk about the chic. We remember. I don't know if you remember that back that old black black on black on black Cadillac I had. No, I, no. Well, when I started in 1976, I had a 71 Cadillac sedan to build because my aunt told me, go get a big car. So I go buy this Cadillac. Well, it's got tinted windows, wire wheel covers on it, Missouri license plates on it. So we're out in uh, New Mexico in the Rio Doso Mountains. I see these three cop cars go flying by me this way. I don't think anything of it. About 15 minutes later, they come and pull us over. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Joe, my dog's snoring. I was going to say, I, I thought like, I heard like your like, dog moaning or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's over there asleep. He's snoring. I'm like, so, no. hey, listen, won't be long. I'll be doing the same thing. You know, <laughs> 15 down here in Venice. But uh, anyway, Tater, um, the cop pulls us over. I said, can I help you, sir? And he goes, you know, it's against the law to drive on the shoulder and New Mexico. I said, well, I'm sure it's that way all over. He goes, let me see your driver's license. I hand him all my stuff. He goes, what are you guys doing? I was the smallest one in the car. You got the Sheik and you got the, um, his, his buddy, you know, the, who he was, uh, managing. And I was the spot 235 pounds. I was the smallest guy in the car and that tinted windows and those Missouri license plates. Yeah. I never thought we were running drugs. He goes, open up your trunk. I said, no problem. He goes, open those bags. I had just bought a a quart of mezcal tequila down in uh, Juarez, Mexico. Uh-huh. The night before, well, it busted in my trunk and in my bag. Oh, no. I said, sir, you don't want to get that bag. Yeah, open the bag up. I said, no, you don't want to. Just leave that stuff alone. Open the bag up. 
you can open it if you want, sir, but I'm not open. <laughs> he opens it up and he goes, holy cow, shut it back up. No, you shut it up. Thank you. <laughs> they let us go. Go. Don't drive on the shoulder anymore. Okay, sir. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Now, do you, you got along. You said you got along with everybody pretty good, right? Well, you have to. Right. You know, Tater, you have to. You know, if you hit somebody, you go, hey, bro, sorry about that. As long as you don't do it again, right. everything's fine. Right, right. But if you do it once or twice, then, yes, you're going to have an issue with somebody. Right. And uh, we actually had more issues with the fans, Tater. Oh, I bet. And, I was going to ask know, you. We were that. in Oklahoma one time in Tulsa, and uh, me and Crusher Lawler was tag team against uh, Tommy Gilbert and I can't remember who it was back in so we were the we were the, the, the bad guys we were the heels so I grabbed a chair hit Tommy Gilbert well when uh, I did that I see some fan Cole Cox my boy right in the mouth <laughs> oh. next thing you know there's oh, oh everybody in the whole front row has got chairs and they're Swinging them and stuff like that. Oh my goodness! So you don't ever do that again. <laughs> so the fans were actually tougher than because we had a respect for each other, Tater. I mean, right. hey, we were out there to do something, and right. Know, but hey, guy probably hit me the hardest was Big John Stud. Really? Well, he was. Oh a, my god, he was a giant guy too. <laughs> well, and he was. He, he shows Tater. He had me in a bear hug, and he goes, "Hit me in the face." No, hit me in the face. And he kept going harder, harder, harder. And then he goes like this. No, like this. Fans go, bam! It just hits me right across the shoulder. I went right on the mat. <laughs> <laughs> it was it wasn't work. That was all real. That was all real. But he did it fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was just, you know, he goes, hit me harder. In the face. No, I can't hit you harder. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna hit you that hard. Well, it's hard to hit somebody when you're really up here close to them. Right, right. You hit somebody hard, but you're hitting him. And he goes, no, harder, harder. No, do it like this. Bam! Like, holy stud. Wow. So, uh, so he was probably one of the toughest guys. Everybody else was just, like, pretty loose and just have some fun. And Right. You know, when I wrestled up and uh, you talk about stories, we were up at, I don't know if you ever knew it, but Jake the Snake, that snake that he had. Remember the snake? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in the wintertime, Tater, he'd put that thing, actually traveled in the trunk of a car in a burlap bag. Right. And then he would take it and put it in the shower and put hot water on it, warm water, so the snake would move when he got it in the ring. Because the snake would go into hibernation mode when it was cold, right? Yeah. So I'm walking, <laughs> I've wrestled, I'm walking into the... Uh, shower, here comes JYD at about 140 miles an hour past me. What's going on? Don't go in there. I'm not going in. And well, I turned the light on and that snake raises his head. There's things coming out. That snake's laying in there underneath the shower, the warm shower. Getting warm. Says, Jake didn't want to have a shower with the snake. Oh my <laughs> God. JYD would do about 140 miles an hour through. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> What, what? So you said you traveled with Andre, um, uh-huh. and now how was he? Awesome. Was he just a great person to be around? Yeah. yeah. Now his hand—if he put his hand over your face, it was like a baseball mitt. 
Well, I, I, and I, we'd both heard about and watched the Andre the Giant story and, and all the behind the ring and out of the, all that dark side of the ring stuff. And it was like Andre, because he had wrestled in every territory because he was such yep. a draw. Because he couldn't, he couldn't stay very long in one territory because he can't beat everybody up in one territory, and then he has to move to the next one, beat everybody up, move. Right. And so he was such a draw for everybody, for all territories. That, that was a freak. Yeah, and and but they said if Andre liked you, you were okay. But if, he, okay. if he didn't like you. He was a true French Canadian. You weren't, yeah, and you weren't, you weren't okay, meaning you weren't getting over. No. He he wasn't. He would really he would really kind of make sure you knew where you stood. Oh yeah, you were the small you you were you were at the bottom rung of the ladder. That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely, and that's I, I, but, I we'd we'd seen that and and let, and heard all about those those stories and obviously how much the man could drink, how much alcohol he could he could consume and still be alive. He would drink a case of beer before the match. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean that's crazy. And then he would go to the bar and tell them. Fill up the cooler. That's nuts. And sit there and drink it all night long. My boy could drink the vodka, and uh, she—I mean, he could just—he was, yeah. He, well, he was seven foot four, four hundred seven pounds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just—I remember the story of him going in for back surgery, and they had to give him so many extra pain, like just to knock him out because mm-hmm. yeah. his body was. Hey, let me turn on some lights here, Tater. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Now, growing up, obviously, uh, one of my favorites, one of my, I got one of my favorite wrestlers was Tommy Rich, Tommy Wildfire Rich. Did you ever work with him? Nope. Never worked with Tommy. Nope. Um, he wasn't in any of the territories I was in. Even when I came here, it was the Von Erics. Right. It was, you know, Ric Flair, um, Eddie Mansfield. I, I was in a battle royal with, uh, up in St. Louis one time with um, oh, Dick the Bruiser. That was a we had a twelve man battle royal. Dick the Bruiser was in it. That was fun. See, and Harley and stuff like that. It wasn't a battle royal. That was uh, that was good times. Yeah. See, and and that's just a free for all. Just having having the f- having fun, basically, right? Yeah, you're fun. You just get to go up and hit anybody. Yeah. Didn't matter. <laughs> you just hit whoever was close to you. Just hit them. That's fun. That's fun. So, so yeah, you know, it was just that was a good thing. It was a wonderful uh, learning experience, Tanner. Right. You know, because it was a business. I wish I'd know more about business. Right. right. You know, hey, and back when I graduated high school and got out of high school, there, you know, the gym, the, the weight room was at the end of the football field, and they hadn't racked the weight since nineteen fifty-eight or fifty-nine. Right. Got there in Harrisonville. Remember where the weight room was, AJ? Well, it's new high school. He he went to the he went to the new high school. Yeah, he went to the new one. Yeah. Well, the old football field wasn't at the new high school. It was okay. actually there off of Washington Street. And the when you uh, went to the weight room was a steel building that they hadn't racked a weight since. Oh my God, nineteen seventy one. They were all rusted and everything else. So we didn't grow up with it. You right. know, right. And I never started lifting weights until I went on the road. Right. Right. Wow. Who was, who was one of the, the, just a maniac who was, when you were out on the road, you're like, this guy is just off the rails. 
fun, but just off the like you really had to watch because he was he was one of those guys that were like, golly, this guy is a psycho. If he drives, we're gonna die. Yeah, no, we didn't have that. Really, you know, we didn't. Have, I drove a lot, Tater, because you know I'm gonna drive and get the trans money. Right, I want the gas money. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> skating our Akbar. He drove one time. We woke up. We were driving from uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, down to uh, Albuquerque. We wake up. Sagebrush is going over the car. He passed out on the going down. We're in the middle of I forty, <laughs> and <laughs> in the middle, we said, "Okay, yeah. Skinner, you can't drive no more." That's... But uh, Harley drove fast, but he never drove out of control. I mean, Harley was crazy driver. Right, just fast all the oh, time. Yeah, just as fast as it'd go. <laughs> I don't know. I just loved it. We and that's why we started talking about it last in our last uh podcast. We started talking about wrestling. And I'm like, I'm gonna call Jody and get some stories and and kind of how it was back then, how it was back in the day, you know, um in the late seventies, early eighties, uh wrestling. Um Well we were running around telling sure. everybody it was real and we should have told everybody it was <laughs> we should have told everybody, yeah, it's a showtime. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and you know, like I said, Vince did it. He he took the reins from what his dad had. But his dad was old school, and that's what you guys did. You were old school wrestlers. You know, you had your things. You had your gimmicks, and you had your your – uh, your heels and your and your your baby faces and you had all that thing and you know the WWF or WWE they were all about gimmicks right and what I mean look at the gimmicks Jake the Snake yeah Macho Man Savage yep Hulk Hogan right well right. we didn't have he had Harley right we had Ric Flair the Macho Man yeah he was about the most flamboyant guy we had right and then. Uh, Dick the Bruiser and those guys, but they were just, you know, it was just what it was. It was just a totally different, you know, Rick and Rick or uh, Rick Flair and then the Funks. Yeah. You know, Corey and Terry. Yeah. But they weren't that flamboyant. Right. They were just names. They were just like the Von Erics. You knew, you knew, Bar- like, what was I was thinking of Baron Von Roschke or whatever. Uh, I, had, I had a match with him in Kansas City. Yeah. And, and remember, he had the claw. I mean, he was just like, yeah, the claw. Was, Thank the claw. You, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like, um, that was our, that was our mean guys. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and it, but it did seem like a lot of those wrestlers came through Kansas City. Oh, Andre the Giant, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan was here. You know, even yeah. back back before he was really Hulk Hogan, like he was. I guess they called him the Hulk or whatever they called him first. But you know what I mean. I mean, he came through Kansas City and wrestled. I mean, every well, seemed, he actually started Minnesota. They beat him like a drum up there. Yeah, didn't win a match. And, and didn't win a match. Right, and and it's like, but that, but everybody came through Kansas City. This, yeah, well, this you made that circuit, Minnesota, and. You know, it's funny, Tater, because I was at the largest sporting event that's ever been held in Florida. I wrestled here in Florida at it. Kerry uh, Von Erich mm-hmm. and Harley Race. 92,000 people. That's crazy. That's crazy. At the old, at the old Sombrero. Yeah, isn't that that's crazy to think? Yeah, you know what and I mean. It was the first time they ever got blood on TV, and Von Eric 
got blood on Harley Race and 92,000 people there. It was unbelievable. Well, that's nuts. That is nuts, man. Well, dude, look, I'm not going to take up. You have anything, AJ? You want to you want to ask questions um, or anything? Well, one question. What uh what so what was the reason for you kind of getting out of the business was it just uh was it like an injury thing or just kind of no not at all aj i wasn't making any money i uh, had a son that was 11 months old mm. and i'm driving from tulsa oklahoma to fort smith arkansas and god told me i needed to come home and be a dad it's good reason and uh drove right past the uh right past the arena and never wrestled. And then I wrestled some time for the WWE, but uh, ended up going from wrestling to working in a warehouse on Richard Skabauer, delivering parts to the A-10 War Dogs. Yeah. And wrestling on the weekends. And then I got hurt. And uh, I ended up getting into Christmas in 1981. And I've been in it ever since. Yep. Wow. So it was a great... Hey, for where I came from, the wrestling business was awesome. Well, I I, I got to tell you, I'm I was uh, I'm I'm grateful that you did this. I'm grateful that you talked to us today on our show, which is, um, you know, uh, like I said, this is this is something that AJ and I kind of we just said, hey, let's do a podcast, and kind of got the stuff, and now we're doing it, and and uh, it's a lot of fun, and and um, we just talk about things that we want to talk about literally music and food and whatever. And now wrestling, which is awesome. So, um, I'm, I am, uh, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you did it. I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to make this happen tonight. And, and, uh, so well, Tay, hey, Tanner's the only one in the, the family that got talent. The rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the talent. By the time he came along, all the talent went right in that little that little gene pool, which is awesome. I mean, oh. none of us have the, our name on the the belt and water tower. I think I got mine in a jail cell there. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks for listening. That's uh, this week's podcast with my cousin Jody Bruner or Tommy Sharp, uh, wrestler uh, from the late 70s, early 80s, uh, with some cool stories, man. Um, Like I said, growing up, wrestling was real. It was real for me. Um, And, and, you know, later on, it was real for Hayden for a while, you know, with Stone Cold and The Rock and all those guys. And And it dawned on me after the fact, uh, we were talking about whenever he's talking about the, um, the weight room. Uh-huh. Down in Harrisonville. Yeah. That, that, that's the old wrestling field house. That's where he had a wrestling practice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, down yeah. the field house by the yeah. football field. But Yeah. The yeah. old metal shed. Yeah. It dawned <laughs> on me like a little bit later on yeah. after he's talking. To- <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So um, I, I think we're going to have a part two to this, man. I think there's going to be a part two, maybe part three, even to this wrestling thing. Yeah. Because just talking to my friends and, and, and family and stuff, everybody's like, oh, what about this? What about that? What about that? We got to get this. Make sure you talk about this. So there's definitely going to be a part two to the wrestling, the wrestling thing, and maybe have another wrestler on, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it would be awesome, you know? Yeah, I'll absolutely. Reach out, reach out to a, a couple people and uh, see if we can't get another wrestler and, and uh, get some more cool stories. 
Yeah. All right, guys. So I'm all about it. Yeah, me too. So listen, make sure you subscribe, like, uh, five star ratings, do all of that. Give us a review. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. If you like it, great. If you don't, great too. It just makes us better. So make sure you leave a review, though. Or if you have a question or comment about a, a past episode or maybe something you want to hear on a future episode, make sure you leave that in uh, in a note. Right? Absolutely. So, all right, guys. Uh, again, thanks for listening. I'm Tate with AJ as always. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll see you next time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.